Hello folks, Tyler here. We're looking to do a big surge on iTunes. We really want to push the old iTunes, you know, get us up the charts a bit, because I know you lot are lovely and supporting all over. Um, so if you fancy it, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, make sure to leave a five-star review and a couple of lovely words as well, just to uh, you know, help us up a bit more and get that extra bit of support. Thank you very much. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good. Hello, welcome to Uncle Mo's Family Feedback, where we look through the dizzying highs, the terrifying lows, and the creamy middles of The Simpsons seasons 1 to 12 through random episode generation. I'm, of course, your host, Tyler McCray, and with me is my, um, you know, is the ever-seeing eye. He's the all-seeing eye. He's the ever-vigilant Cal Reader. Now, don't you be going on your second walk, folks, because, uh, He'd be snitching out here in these streets. <laughs> How are we doing, Cal? See, if people don't know me, and probably who aren't vig- as vigilant on my Instagram as, as you, aren't going to know what half, what that means. Where I'm, where I, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm in good spirits today. Um, Everyone needs to see Instagram <laughs> stories. He's been posting a lot of great content there. I'm just, I'm bored. That's <laughs> basically <laughs> what it is. Uh, is. The backstory of that is basically in my room. Where, I, uh, where I'm working from home, as I'm sure many people are. Um, I work near my window where I've got a big-ass TV, which is the old TV from downstairs. Um, it's one of the first plasma screens, so it's, it's not completely flat screen, but it's heavy as fuck. I don't even use it. It's just because it's so heavy, I've not moved it. And It took me and my brother like 40 minutes to get it up, maybe oh, half step stairs and stuff. Um, but where it is, it's blocking the window quite a bit. So when I have all the curtains open and I look out, you can just see my eyes. And all I, all, occasionally when I hear the neighbours peeking at the building where what we've got and stuff, I just like have a watch and I'm just like, fuck you, I'm telling Boris, you're not social distancing, you little <laughs> bitch. But yeah, I'm good. Uh, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. Thankfully, the weather has blessed us there. So it doesn't seem as much as a, not to be too dramatic, but it doesn't seem as much as a, prison sentence is what we're going through at least you can you know you've got time in the yard and at least the yards you know nice and grassy and it's warm and you can have absolute radio on not like um you know not like proper prison like gartry so yes i'm i'm fully adjusting i'm getting the stockholm syndrome in uh you know good and proper the Stockholm, you're falling in love with your parents like what i don't think you know <laughs> I don't think you know what Stockholm Syndrome is. No, I don't think I do either. (laughs) And to awkwardly move away from that, the the episode we're going to be reviewing today is Homer the Great from Season 5, Episode 12, directed by Jim Reardon, written by John Swartzwelder, with the original air date being January the 8th, 1995, the couch gag being that the living room has been modelled into... MC Escher's relativity and the family go up all them multiple stairs and end up sitting down. And well, as I'd usually say, what do you think of this, Cal? But I can hazard a guess that much like the episode's namesake, um, you think this is a great episode as well as I do. Oh no, I think it sucks. I think it's incredibly overrated. Oh, no, I'm joking. Of course, I oh, thought yeah. it was fantastic. It's it's probably one of the most memorable Simpsons episodes um, probably one of the best as well at least top five I'd say um, it's just, it's just hit after hit really with the jokes and everything like 
it, it, Do you have any initial memories or memories of young Cal watching it for the first time? There was one, and it's just, it's literally just left my head now. Um, and it's 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 not even like a good joke in it. What is it now? Fuck me, I can't remember. The egg one, the egg, the egg guy running away. Oh yes. Um, but that's not. That's not it. It's re- oh, it's really bugging me. It's I'm really sure odd. Come to you and yeah. pick out the bits. Yeah. It's 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 not memorable whatsoever, but it, for some reason it, it's always in my head. As well as obviously the song with the Martian. Um, oh yes, definitely. But yeah, for, we'll obviously get to it. Yourself, myself. I mean, there's so many great standout jokes from this. Even if you can't remember the whole story and you know the through line as well, yeah, I always seem to remember um, gags even from when I was you know very little watching this for the first time. Um, again, particularly the song, that's one of the things that just sticks with you throughout time because the Simpsons have got such a great orchestra and musical department as well that they can create such sort of impactful original songs there. And you know that that song, you know, that we do was um, got nominated for an Emmy. Did it really? No, yeah, I, was, um, I was reading about it and it wasn't originally going to be part of the script, um, but then Matt Groening said, like, went to the writer's room and was just like, yeah, it'd be funny. Like, just put something in. Oh, I didn't know that. So it would, ne- in another universe, it would have never happened. Exactly. How we open up the episode, it's, um, you know, it's just a typical day in The Simpsons' life, apart from, you know, he's got stern lecture plumbing over there. And the basement is absolutely flooded. Um, not to date this too much, but, like, I mean, was this set, like, I can't even think of the months. Was this set, like, six months ago in Sheffield, Cal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's actually set in March. If you look at the school, um, there's a scene where it shows a calendar, and according to Miss Goofy's calendar, it's in March. Oh shit! See, so... that's why that's why I keep you around. That I didn't even know that was a detail in there. Basement is absolutely flooded through, and your plumber there is just thinking, you know, oh, you know, I could have this done today, but I've not ordered the part, and that takes like two, three weeks there. And just nothing's going to happen there. Homer and Marge down there, they're busy tutting with each other. He gets a pager through. It's not even a message, just low battery. Oh, I'm needed somewhere else. Got to go. Oh, but what do we do in the meantime? Oh, pop a pan down there. And <laughs> Homer, God bless him, he's ever so faithful. He just sticks the pan and, and it just floats. Oh, it didn't work. It just floats away straight away. Now, do you are you much like my dad, thinking that all tradesmen and all that are shysters and robin buggers or is there some hopeful out there no um i don't i don't think they're all uh all, all scumbags i think there is definitely some out there but a lot of them are quite good um we've got some builders at the moment that they're perfectly fine i don't like built talking to them because you know i don't like talking to the staff we hire um <laughs> um <laughs> but, yeah uh I've worked retail. I've been that asshole where I'm just like, it's it's like I've been in a situation where I've worked at a store and I said, oh, can you just check in the back? Yeah, nobody's ever checked in the back whatsoever. I think I've got caught once not checking in the back. I've got asked by the manager, what are you doing? Oh. I'm checking in the back. Can you actually take out what they're asking for? Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, shit, oh, shit they're there. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, I, I do it at work at a moment. Even in my current job, this sounds really horrible. I hope nobody at work this. Um, sometimes, if you know, if I already know the answer, it's just to be a bit of an arsehole, I'll just put them on a hold, just wait 60 seconds, check my phone for a bit, look around, stare at neighbours for a bit, um, 
and then go back and just tell them no. <laughs> it's the pettiness in my in life what really, really, you know, brings what little hey, sad, anything to little, eat away little, time. little joy in the sadness of my life. What about yourself? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I guess my dad's either the most gullible person or he's the most bitter person because it seems every single person he has to do plumbing or roofing or whatever that he can't do himself they've always done a bad job or he could have done that or it's too expensive but i think that's just a general dad thing and like the jobs done are fine they're not even shoddy but you'll find some sort of flaws in it but i think that's just a thing with being 60 there just the bitterness resides. Yeah, see, the house the house we live at is um, the only people who've, who've previously owned it was my granddad, and he there's a saying in the family called like a Barry Batch job, where rather than getting a trained qualified electrician, joiner, gardener, milkman, whatever, he's just done it on himself to do it himself. Um, I remember growing up because he used to be. A plug near this little orchard thing we had, which we weren't allowed to touch because he'd wi- my granddad had wired it himself, and he used to electrocute people because <laughs> it wasn't the right it wasn't the right plugs to have outside. It was mm. inside plugs, but it's just like, yeah, I've got them, fine, that they'll work. <laughs> they kind of worked. You, you may die, but you know, <laughs> that's how I lost my first three brothers. But you know, Homer's days going from. Bad to us as he gets, you know, caught up in the daily traffic there. He's about to go to the plant. Um, but, you know, maybe the, you know, the traffic control will get him out of this on, so he sticks the radio on. We get a little appearance from Arnie Pie in the sky and he goes, oh, you know, there's traffic backed up as far as this reporter can see. And he's caused the fucking accident as well. We get a nice <laughs> pan back and you just get to see the blades just chopping at the ground of the um, motorway there. I do really, I do always enjoy all his little cutaways because it's really funny. There's one where he just starts arguing with Kent Brockman on air. It's just, it's oh yeah, so, I think that's the best one. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It's so funny. <laughs> Homer eventually makes his way to the plant, and apparently his spot is right outside of um his own home, only separated by a fence. Like we, we never, we never see this parking space ever again. <laughs> It's just erected for this episode, but it's a good visual gag. You just get here about going, hi, Dad, from the distance. Of, uh, just waves him on <laughs> as he makes the big trek into work. At this time, we see him letting Carl pull up right by the side of the plant building there. And Homer starts to raise his suspicions now. He goes, oh, how come you guys got such good spaces? And I mean, one of the best running gags, arguably ever, or best one-time gags in this uh, episode possibly ever just you know the uh, it's a secret shut up <laughs> i was gonna say it's quite a funny episode for lenny carl um i do enjoy it i, I just enjoy it I, this is an episode it's just good overall this is good what happens when homer gets into the plant and at his uh console there cal uh his chair snaps great it breaks in half not not it's, it's possibly one of the most embarrassing things what could have happened i could I remember somebody in maths uh, in school. His name was Big Joe because he was. It was. It wasn't necessarily fat. He was. Just, he was six foot six at the age of twelve. Like he were. He oh were wow. Big, he were a big fucking. He was quite heavy, but he was heavy for his height kind of thing. Um, yeah. And he literally. He didn't even lean. You know when they say don't lean back on your chair because you might crash your head. And you might break your neck and all those. Break your and, and get pneumonia or whatever. 
That was one that was said for some reason around our school. Um, he barely even like leaned. He just literally stretched. He just the leg just crippled. Poor guy. <laughs> he once oh, got pushed God. in, pushed out of the way, and his head smashed a window. <laughs> well, he um adds the corner safe stool to the list, Cal. Now it was a very quick quiz because uh, I got it up on the old fandom wikia for Simpsons here. Can you name one? Um, of the things that's on Homer's Revenge list, minus uh, Connor's save there. Grandpa! Ooh, yes! You've, uh, you know uh, your onions there, you've been paying good attention. And yeah, um, Grandpa's on there, there's another family member on there as well. Oh, is it Bart? I don't think it was Bart. It is Bart, but oh, it's just it? called The Boy. Ah, uh, there's also, is it the, um, the Right of Independence or something like that? There Bill of Rights, yeah, Bill of Rights, yeah, Bill of Rights yeah. is on there, and um, a nice callback um, for the canon lot them on you. Um, H two O, which is the water slide that Homer gets stuck in. Oh right, in season two. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice, brilliant callback. There. Homer's, um, you know, he's fed up with this. He's on the list now, so he tries to get the help of Lenin Cart fix his uh, stool. And they're in these luscious, you know, vibrating lazy boy type chairs. And he goes, "Hey, how come you guys got such lush chairs?" And, what do they say, Cal? Uh, it's a secret. Shut up. Hey, how come you guys got such great parking places? It's a secret. Shut up. Hey, how come you guys got better chairs than me? It's a secret. Shut up. Hey, you guys want to go bowling tonight? Nah, we're busy. Yeah, we got uh, things to do. Like what? Uh, it's a secret. Shut up. And then a bit later, they're in the break room there, and they've got these odd rings with, you know, hammer sort of symbol on them, getting free Cokes, free Buzz Cola, what have you. And Homer's busy, goes back up there, and now he's using regular change to get his drink. Oh, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, do you want to go bowling? No, we've got uh, things to do. <laughs> and Homer just doesn't give up, like, what? And um, again, Lenny, uh, it's a secret, but Carl was too preoccupied. So he looks at Homer and Homer goes, shut up. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I tell you what, each time I always forget that bit and it just, <laughs> yeah, it gets me out of nowhere. It's perfect joke writing. Now we're back at home now. Homer's having dinner with the family saying, oh, I'm not sure why, but, you know, every Wednesday night, you know, Lenny and Carl are never to be seen. I can't make plans with them there. It's just so odd. And Bart says, oh, really? Do you think they're somehow involved in the Kennedy assassination? <laughs> Oh, I do. Wow. <laughs> Have you um, ever been not part of a... Uh, how to put this? Are you part of a secret organisation you're not telling me? Or have you, have you ever not um, been like, all your, all your friends are going somewhere and you just don't get invited and then, you know, you go to the mall and then you just see them all and it's like, I'm going to burn your house down. I know where you live, Jason. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I would never vocalise it, but that was a sage throughout 13-year-old Tyler's life, definitely. <laughs> but as far as secret societies, not... I don't know, not really. I'd be um, The only thing I'd get close to it is... Um, I think we'd do, like, a... I was part of the, like, Visual Art Society at um, Sheffield Helm, and we'd hold secret events that would, um, like, involve prizes and giveaways and that, and it'd be, like, the first few people could that showed interest would be invited to the I don't know, secret affairs and all that and you just do raffles or whatever but nothing with secret handshakes or you know hazing rituals or such like the stone cutters uh anything that rings true for you there cal 
can't tell you, mate. Sorry. I remember one in school. I don't. I don't know if like the guy who is in 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 the group or whatever just um, had watched this episode or whatever. He wanted to start a, a little society, and then we got bored and kicked him out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like Homer. Yeah, basically. Speaking of Homer, um, you know. He's going to get to the bottom of this, so, um, you know, he's going to stalk Lenny and Carl, but Marge just hears him and she goes, no, don't do it, it's creepy, it's illegal, all right, fine, and, um, yeah, like we keep saying, we're going to be a broken record for this episode, folks, there's just so many memorable moments, including this with um, Homer thinking out loud. I don't want you stalking anyone tonight. Oh, okay, have it your own way, Marge. I'll be back in a minute. I'm going outside. To stalk Lenny and Carl. Stalk! Who did you? I don't. I, I tried looking it up. I couldn't. I'll be honest. I couldn't be bothered to, to read it. The person who he, who he stalked for his garden. Did you did you look that up at all? Oh, he, Carl Carl. Um, he, he was a journalist. Yes. Yeah, he is some journalist. Um, he's worked for CBS and CNN, all sorts of. Uh, news anchor like way back in the 60s and 70s so right, I, I think it's just some you know a trusted name <laughs> and he just goes oh you think it was I don't know, Dan Rather going through going oh well something was like just that straight <laughs> stretch it's this definite it's definitely this journalist but yeah Homer goes uh he's not gonna he doesn't think he's vocalizing it but just how slow he delivers it as he this is just him thinking it on the fly you know I'm going to stalk Lenny and Carl, and then he realises, gives us a dough. Now, his actual plan, this is brilliant, Cal. Like, I would never think of this, but it's just so simple. I rem- I've heard this argued on like a couple of other Simpsons podcasts. Is this too smart for Homer, the paint job? Uh, no, because he's quite cunning when he when he's evil, and this is the bit what 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 was I remembered most about this episode, randomly. Um, was the now I'm, I'm going to follow the yellow drip road because it's just so it just rolls so quickly off the uh, it does it's a cool line. I don't know road do you think it is too smart for Homer I don't know no I think it's within his character because like when he's put his mind to something especially a bit underhanded he can excel no I'd definitely say this is within Homer's character Homer you know the yellow drip road works folks he follows Lenny and Carl and the drip there and um, I like the purposely on-the-nose bad dialogue of, oh, here's our secret meeting place. Yes, let's go inside. And um, again, uh, one of my more hidden moments, or the moments that don't get talked about as much, just Homer's first line of attack. Um, he's just going to walk up and just <laughs> enter like it's a nightclub. <laughs> and there's a little noise, and then just the guard just completely covers it all. And then he just does a little banana root back. Oh, it's brilliant. Have you ever done that uh, in real life? Because this has definitely happened to me more than once. Like, okay, play it out, and we're going to go back. <laughs> it's nine times out of ten, it succeeds. Uh, as long as you, if you pretend that you you if you look confident enough that you're supposed to be there, you'll get away with it. And um, it's happened a few times with me where I've got got into places that I really shouldn't. Accidentally, once broke into a gym. I was disgusted because I was oh. I was in a pub. I was in graduate, actually, and you know where the toilets are? This yes. won't make sense to anyone who's not from Sheffield. Um, where the toilets are in the graduate pub, um, there's male and female, and there's the mystery middle door, 
and I was pissed. I went straight through the mystery middle door while started leading up to the gym, which was supposed to be locked. It was not locked. Um, oh, right. I didn't know they had a gym there. And then, I, so I kind of like, I, I just walked in as well, I think. So the bouncers saw me walk in and then come round the way where the door isn't. <laughs> and it was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I once, uh, a, a food market in Sheffield, Peddler's Food Market, uh, in the car park area, there's always there's always like a side entrance. What I've seen a few times where there's always people behind it, but I never knew how to get into it. I was once with my mate, and we just kind of like snuck fo- uh, followed two people who walked in, and we were just having round. And it must have been just like a bit of an after party for like some of the industry people and stuff like that. Yeah. And I would have got away with it if I hadn't gone up to this weird platform thing just to see it. And then I got a phone call from someone. And I was just talking to him, and then somebody saw and like told my mate you need to go and he's like oh can you just finish his phone call and he's just like yeah sure it's gonna be that long and it was quite long and he's just like you know you need to kind of go I was just like yeah I'm just finishing up it's like uh okay <laughs> and eventually <laughs> just got kicked out of this place but didn't have oh, any alcohol or anything damn so uh going in the front door didn't work so Homer's going to you know part two of his plan he's just going to have a little peep on them on top of this um, glass top of the stone cutter's secret hall there and um this is where you get to see, you know, bits of the hall in there and the design of the costumes there. And the uh, director on this was Jim Reardon. I mean, he's behind a load of top episodes and he's got this absolute um, banger one. I mean, what do you think of the layout of the hall, the costume designs there? Because I think they really they really nailed it here with the, like, the secret club and the Freemason revive. Oh, definitely. I think it's 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 quite fantastic, the animation and just the little, you know, the little things that uh, they're doing to make, you know... To make it look like a natural, well settled in building. The only thing I kind of think of, obviously, is, is how many times do you think Homer's probably drove past this building? I remember it being in um, like Hit and Run and Road Rage and stuff, um, yeah. without even knowing what the building's supposed to be. No, I guess it's not. Um, it's not one of the most iconic uh, buildings because they only visit in visit it in this one episode there. So whenever I'd see this sort of purple haze in order to drop like grandpa off there in road rage I'd be like the hell was that and then i remember oh wait yeah it was that color it was this building but homer ends up crashing through the glass top and you know he's going to pay the ultimate price for that and that being just a a drunk toss there from mo yeah get out of here but um you know he's seen everything now and so he confronts lenny and carl the next morning at work and he's seen you know godless horrible twisted sick eerie evil stuff he wants in, uh, but there's only um, two ways of getting in, isn't there, Cal? There is. The two ways are you either have to be the son of a stonecutter, or you have to save the life of a stonecutter, to which Homer then decides to uh, <laughs> knock the egg sandwich out of Lenny's hand. There are only two ways to gain membership. Be the son of a stonecutter, Next. or save the life of a stonecutter. Hey! <laughs> Saved your life. That egg sandwich could have killed you by cholesterol. Forget it, Homer. While it has been established that eggs contain cholesterol, it has not yet been proven conclusively that they actually raise the level of serum cholesterol in the human bloodstream. So one of those egg council creeps got to you too, huh? Oh, you got it all wrong, Homer. It's not like that. You'd better run, Egg! Um, he then says how he saved his life because of the egg, uh, the eggs... What did he say? He... They cause him cholesterol. Cholesterol. And then Lenny, quite quickly, and it's really well 
delivered. This explains on a very scientific, scientific, that's not a word, scientific explanation of how cholesterol is not actually linked but, uh, to cause the bad cholesterol, which can clog up your heart. Uh, Homer then. Well, one of those uh, counselors creeps got you too, huh? Nah. And then he like, waves on uh, this fella who's not in shot, and then it's um, it's clearly a man in a suit, and they add what, like a rat scurrying sound effect, <laughs> which I've heard in previous episodes in The Plant, and then I think, generally, I think Homer thinks this is a real egg man. You better run egg, just the venom in his voice there. <laughs> now, I think if this happened in a later season, like season 12, people would be all over it, and I wouldn't think this is as um, funny, like, oh, it's too wacky, it's too cartoony. That's one of the complaints we always hear about the later seasons. But, you know, in its prime with this here, I mean, it just fits. It's absolutely surreal. But, again, it fits with Homer's character. This odd egg, man, he's got all this venom for. How dare you distrust us? We're back at... um evergreen terrace now and we've got some pillow talk with marge and homer and he's saying oh why won't they let those stupid jerks let me in the crappy club you know he's ever so bitter and resentful there but that's because he you know it's always happened to him being left out and we get this cute but very tragic flashback there with um young homer full head of hair and he's going up to a special tree house there um with some absolute ginger freak just, you know, oh, come on, Billy, you can come in. Oh, sorry, not you, Homer. And why is that, Cal? Uh, because there's already a Homer there. There's already a Homer in the, uh, Homer, I can't remember his name. Vocal. Homer Glumpit. Glumpit, Glumpit. And then he comes through the door and he's like, <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much Cletus, but yeah, it's the No Homers Club and, ah, oh, just, I will say, whenever I do see it and, you know, because it's played absolutely right, and because it's young Homer, and he's, you know, so young and misty-eyed. Um, yeah, I always, always find a little pang of um, pain in my heart there, because you actually get to see his little face drop, and no Homer's club, and it's really realistic, like how cruel kids can be. I mean, like Marge says. So now Homer's got all this information. He goes, "Oh well, you know, there's no way I'm getting into the stone cutters now. I've got to be a son of a member." And you just hear Grandpa going, oh, "I'm a member." constantly and so much so that they can't ignore it now and again you talk about memes and moments from this episode one of the best screenshots i ever see is um you know grandpa keeps getting ignored and bart goes oh you know we went to that uh, self-hypnosis therapy like five years ago are you kidding me it's been five years and i still think i'm a chicken i'm a chicken marge and marge's disappointment like i'm married to this fucking idiot now and homer's just gleeful face there fucking idiotic big grinning face there oh it's wonderful it's fantastic it's 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 the little things like that there's a bit i can't remember what episode it's from and it's another marge quote where either homer says something or lisa says something it's just really obvious and she just turns around and goes well duh and it's just, I've, I've had it in my head for the last week or so. Do you know? Oh, is it, um, I'm the magical man from Happy Land. And he's being sarcastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that's it. Yeah. Oh, I was being sarcastic. Oh, duh. Oh, duh. It's just, it's just <laughs> the delivery of it. It's just so dry. And just so, yeah, I, and how it, they draw with the, uh, with the mouth out. It's, yeah, it's I, I think it's some of Marge's be- uh, best humour is when she's just so so dry and just so so quick with Fed it. Up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's... 
it's probably some of their best, if I'm honest. Homer listens to Grandpa. You know, um, you know, he is he is a stonecutter. He's also, you know, an elk, a communist, member of the Gay and Lesbian Society for <laughs> oh no 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 unknown reason. No, he's not a member. He's the president. <laughs> oh yes, he is the president. Yeah, how? I mean, I'm sure he got that position by you know the right ways and no, forgive the pun, underhanded tactics oh, or sleight of hand. Oh, God. You're supposed to be the snowflake for this podcast. Tyler. I am. I'm supposed to be the very liberal one, but you've uh, tainted me now, Cal. How dare you? Okay, before we go any further, can you can you name all the cards you had? Uh, I think Elk, like the Elk yeah. Lodge. I know that's the thing in America. Communist. Yeah. Uh, the LGBT one. Yeah. Is there another one? Because I think it's just... Oh, apart from Stonecutters, is there one more? Yep, yeah, there's Masons. Oh, Mason, so your traditional Free Masons, Masons. Yeah. yes. Yeah. I, I think, if I remember right, I may be getting my conspiracy theories mixed up. The Elk House, is that the one with the weird owl people? I think I you feel, might be right, yeah. I feel like... <laughs> I don't know if you're just kind of going, yeah. <laughs> uh, then carry on. Yeah, um, there's one, and it, it, was a, it was a theory for years, um, where rich people just meet in this like country club and they just worship this big, massive, um, like owl creature thing. It's really, it's really. Weird. Oh, and it's very ritualistic and like old world. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen and a couple of YouTube it's on. it's the thing what made Alex Jones's career the crazy, you know, the crazy uh, thingy stuff. What? I oh yeah, name. put the put it in the water and turn the freaking frogs. Game, yeah, that guy. So the guy. So. The thing is, there's a person, uh, there's a book called um, the, the Many Stare at Goats, and it's made by this English guy called John something or Richardson or something like that. I can't remember his name. Um, not John Richardson, that's comedian. Anyway, really camp, really nice, but apparently, but whatever. And he was at the same meeting as Alex Jones, and it was kind of before he become more of a character and a parody of himself than, than what he is now. He was quite a serious. Um, journalist at the time and he was saying like we can't go we can't go through the door they're not going to let us in we've got to sneak through the back so him and his cameraman went around the back sneak in and this John guy just walked straight in and he's like hi you're right how you doing and <laughs> he just saw it and then like he heard all these stories from Alex Jones because he'd known him for years and he was just like you're just bullshitting it's not it's nothing it's like there's no reality to it or anything like that. It's just a country club where rich people just come and just network and stuff like that. And then the moment they brought out the owl thing and they realised that Alex Jones was actually right about something, his face dropped. Oh, yeah. Alex Jones has got this big, terrified face of glee, but also of fear as well because he was actually right about something. And then they ended up getting kicked out of it, made a massive, took some pictures and stuff like that. Um, and then that's where it got announced that it, obviously it was actually Funny real now. but it's like presidents go there and, and it's really elusive and it's really weird and Homer ends up going back to the Stonecutters Lodge literally grabbing Grandpa and showing him around like a badge saying come on I'm the son of a member now you gotta let me in okay we'll let you in Homer says when he just oh, stop pointing that thing at me and he just drops Grandpa Kasakish <laughs> and he, I mean he's in now I mean he'll get initiated as soon as Number one uh, gets here, you know, the current leader. And he realises that, you know, it's a ranking code, you know. It's all based on numbers and when you enter. So, you know, Lenny's 12, Carl's 14, 
Mr. Burns, surprisingly, is 29, so they outrank Mr. Burns. And it's, I tell you what, it's fun seeing Burns get haze, you know, get a bit of comeuppance. He gets, you know, uh, be the slave driver at work, but here he gets his big nose honked and gets a boot up the arse. Um, it's a nice, fun role reversal. It's nice seeing how how different characters who may not normally interact with each other um, react no, with each other. No, see... Especially when it's like the right this... amount of tertiary characters. Yeah, definitely one is um, just a little bit of hierarchy as well. Um, I made a list as well of who Ooh. people are uh, out of the side characters. We see, well, there's obviously Moe and Wiggum. Hibbert wears that uh, golden head guard when he sees Homer break it in. He did. I don't know if that's a reference to something. Most likely it is. I should really Let's find anything. Uh, I think Skinner is there as well. There's 18 people. See how many oh, you can name. Wow. So, Homer, obviously. Grandpa. There's Homer, Lenny, Carl, Burns, Mo, mm-hmm. Skinner, uh, Wiggum, Hibbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we talking about like on the table when they're singing the We Do song as well? Uh, just regular Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Springfield characters. Uh, I think Sideshow Mel you might see. Nope, not mentioned. Potentially. Oh, Krusty, uh, definitely see Krusty. Yeah. Um, oh, Christ. That's all I can think of. I'm trying to think of other ones. No, uh, that's all I can think of at the minute. Think of there's someone without an arm. Oh, um, yeah. Obviously, Herman, Herman, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Barney, Barney as well, Barney Gumble. Barney is never actually actually seen wearing the Stonecutter's robe, but is seen working the Stonecutter's oh, day curtain. Yeah. Um, Kemp Rock, Minapu, uh, Oh, I didn't see them. Leopold, who's superintendent of Chalmers, assistant, he's a really mean looking guy. Oh, yeah, when Homer burns his pants and he's yeah. looking really mad. Yes, you're right. And the other person who I didn't see, uh, May Quimby, as well. Um, just, the one person I didn't actually see was Jasper, apparently. No, I didn't see him. Unless he's in the background in the daycare center or something like that. Homer, um, you know, he's getting ready to meet the leader of this current chapter. Mo quickly fills in Homer, you know, there's chapters all over the world, and you know, one day they'd have a exalted one, a great chosen one to you know rise up and. Homer just cuts him off. All right, you didn't ask for your life story here. So now Homer's going through his initiations here. Like with any, um, you know, club or society, you've got to get hazed in. And he's facing this, you know, five-story um, drop there. You know, if you survive this terrifying plunge, you know, your strength and mind surely be tested. You hear Homer whimper. But Mo straight shoves him off. Like, even, what, if that's like a three-foot raised um, platform... That's still going to hurt if you fall fully on your back onto some wood. He fell down a fucking canyon, Tyler. Ah, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Never mind of cartoon logic. <laughs> oh, it doesn't just fall onto the floor. He literally falls through five floors. All stonecutters must take the leap of faith. If you survive this five-story plunge, your character will be proven. <laughs> Happy landings! <laughs> He gets quieter and quieter and quieter, and um, 
Yeah, the little cherry on the top. Oh, I think I gotta go again. My blindfold came off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's one of my favourite bits, Cal. Um, yeah, walk us through the uh, next initiation. Let me do this one. Uh, is the next? Is it the spanking one with the paddle boat? Yes. yes. And uh, number one, who's voice fantastically by Patrick Stewart, um, keeps on saying yeah, these the re- episode. You know, these really really amazing uh, things where it's just like, and now the trial of Babylon or whatever he says, and then he goes uh, goes not down, and then he says, and and the repercussion of of deity, and he gets pushed through. And he goes, hey, have you ever realised that trials of Babylon and uh, deity? Quite similar, as well as the uh, and then names and loved ones as well. Because now, the paddling with paddles <laughs> pushes him through. Yeah, the swollen ass with paddles, yeah. and they just keep beating his ass there. Um, since you mentioned yes, um, the guest star of this episode, uh, Patrick Stewart. Um, I mean, what a performance! I mean, yeah. he always does these grand, large roles there with authority figures, you know, or him in the X Men, or you know, Star Trek there. Are you a Stuart fan? Because I mean, he does an absolute blinder in this episode. Yeah, I am very much so. Um, I I am a Star Trek fan. Um, not really a big fan of, Star- of Next Generation. I kind of grew up on um, the OG series, so it's got a special oh. place in my heart. I do plan to fully watch Generation, but there's a fucking lot of episodes. Um, is it's it's weird because I never really. I I always forget that it's Patrick Stewart because he's doing a weird American accent, which is quite uh, convincing as well. Um, what uh, I, from the trivia what I've been reading about this episode, uh, one of the the editors or producers or whatever said he um, he really enjoyed Patrick Stewart being on the show because he just gave it his all. Um, Patrick Stewart said it, it's one of the best acting roles he's done in an American accent as well. Yeah, I read that. He thoroughly enjoyed his time on the episode and he gave it his all and it shows here, yeah. Um, I'd probably say this is this is how they should um, deal with celebrity appearances. Maybe not as themselves as much, but definitely as, you know, an individual character and like Stuart does here, you know, he's known for these big, grandiose, uh, dramatic roles and he's just perfect as the leader there. Definitely. I think, I think like you said, uh, said it's, it's where it works its best. Um, at times it does it does work well. Like obviously the the Christie special where a lot of them playing themselves and it's parodies and themselves. Ah yes, um, heightened version. Yeah, that that works well. But like, what's usually cited from what I've read, I've I've only really seen it once. Um, from the New Simpsons, uh, is one of the worst episodes ever. It, you, people always say, obviously after after series twelve, um. It kind of goes downhill anyway, um, but where it kind of really jumped the shark was when Lady Gaga comes to town. Um, oh, Lisa goes Gaga, yeah, absolutely yeah. infamous. Yeah, I don't like. I've seen that episode. I don't really remember it much, but I just remember it being fine. I don't know why they hate people hate it so much, but I don't know. But it like like that where it's just Lady Gaga saving the world. I guess that's really where mm. where it comes from. Um, they don't really work, but. Things like this, Kelsey Grammer, um, uh, Steve as Sajer Bob. I won't really get class him as a celebrity role, really. I just class him as a role, like a guest character. Yeah, a recurring cast. Recurring, yeah, yeah. The word. Um, 
Perfect of other ones. Oh, Glenn Close is uh, Homer's mum. Yeah. Great powerful performance. Definitely, definitely. Um, fucking, what's her name? You know uh, Lovejoy's daughter? Who's Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, exactly. That's another good one, because you don't know it's her. No, no. I do think Meryl Streep's incredibly overrated. You know, come at me, bitches. Um, don't at me. <laughs> um, but that's a very convincing role. So Homer's now, uh, you know, he's reading the oath there, you know, you know, if I should tell anyone about this secret society, may my stomach become bloated and my hair be plucked of all but three hairs. And Mo cuts through this because, I mean, you know, we see what Homer looks like. He's like, ah, I think you should have to take a different oath. Everyone takes the same oath. And that <laughs> that's it, very much. Um, he's now number 908. And, you know, you must now, you know, sworn to secrecy as, you know, we um, are strong and have words of wisdom to, you know, peak at the real fabric of uh, society. Now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. It's just a boys club. As much, I, I think, I feel like that might be, apart from, I know like you talked about with the owl, whether it is, you know, so um, belligerent and old world and very um, draconian. I do think a lot of the time it's just a boys club and to, you know, get away from her indoors. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think that's the majority of what secret society is. Oh, they don't, they don't always like secretly plot things, and I think in reality, from all from all the secret societies and cults I've been a part of, anyway, um, they've always been, you know, just a piss, just piss up space. I think it's all, it's all yeah. really is. like working men's clubs. It's all these usually were. That's all they are, really. Like, yeah, uh, absolutely. For a very long time, you weren't allowed women in it. You obviously are now, like less strict on them, but. They just they used to be just piss ups and you just go to go on holiday together. It's just a bit of a community, really. We're now into the second act, and with Homer being a new member of the Stone Cutters, he has the stern lecturer plumber come in, and he goes, "Well, you know, I didn't really order that part." So again, that will take a couple of weeks, and Homer gets his jab him a bit, saying, "You know, oh really? Yes, <laughs> really? really, and yes, yes." yes. And the, the plumber gets more creeped out, and he. Has a quick read of his book. Does home? Oh, what if I were to shake your hand in this way? And oh, what a great animation! Just sticking the tons out, moving the arms there, and you finish. Like this doesn't work unless you're wearing a stone cut shirt, because they're just real. The shirt at the end. Oh, I didn't know you used to be a member. And one two second job, and it's done. And then he picks up Snowball too. It's as easy as that cow. And Homer's life gets a lot easier now, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. Homer's life is infinitely better now. You know, you can get the secret boulder tunnel through work, which everyone knows is a bit massive Simpsons fan. Hit and run there, get a little shortcut through there, and you know, get that secret Buzz Cola train card. He gets his own parking space, same parking space, but you know, gets a roller skate up there. He gets, you know, the fancy lazy boy vibrating chair there as well, and he gets all the perks of it as well. Uh, including the real nine one one number, Cal. <laughs> yeah, which is nine one two, I believe. Yeah, and Homer is so impressed with it as well. Like, oh, I never knew. <laughs> and we get to a, a, I mean, a great little fantasy sequence here. Homer's, you know, <laughs> he's one of these mentalists on Twitter saying, "Oh, you don't know the real facts, man. You know, here's what really happened. You know, at the." Um, Declaration of Independence there. Don't trust your fancy school books, Lisa. And, um, I mean, what do you think this fantasy sequence, Cal, 
Well, I think it's pro- if 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 we're accepting that it's how um, you know they're all, they're all part of Stonecutters, which is probably true, and, and obviously the universe of the Simpsons. I, I imagine it probably did all go like that, and then fucking I'm assuming it's Jefferson um, <laughs> drop kicking some guy whose house it is. <laughs> yeah, they're just having a session. This one man said, "Oh, stop, sir! You're destroying my establishment," and like. We've created the greatest democracy in the world. On Earth, fucking drop kicks are fucking. Here's what really happened at the signing of the Declaration of Independence. And a nation is born. Now let us party like to a 1799. Establishment. We just created the greatest democracy on earth, you low-life commoner. Before we get into arguably one of, if not the greatest song in the whole of The Simpsons, Marge keeps informing Homer of, you know, uh, you know who has invited you to Winkwick at you know what, because he's getting ever so popular, and yeah, he's just loving it now. Um, I mean, I can wax lyrical about the song as much, so I'll just play it here now and let everyone uh, hear its glory who controls the british crown who keeps the metric system down we do we do who leaves atlantis off the maps who keeps the martians under wraps we do we do who holds back the electric car Of their sight, who rigged every Oscar night? We do, we do. Cal, um, what do you think? It's it's fantastic. I was thinking it's been a fair few years since I've uh, I've I've listened to I've watched this episode. I still knew every word. It's it's just, it's just so catchy. It's just. I don't, I don't know I, you know the Martians I don't um, I didn't I, I, I don't remember who the actor is I can't remember uh, Steve Gutenberg known yeah. for the Police Academy film right 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 okay um, but yeah I think he's, a, he's a, like you said it's a classic it's a classic classic game uh, is it the best original Simpsons <laughs> that's a hard one because um, for me the monorail has my heart Monorail is is definitely up there. Um, obviously, this. Uh, trying to think of other classic songs. Oh, the um, the burlesque house song. The Quickie Mart. We put the spring in Springfield. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we put the spring in Springfield. Is, uh, is up there as my favourite. See my vest. See my vest is a good one as well. They're they're good. They, this is the thing about the Simpsons is the, is the, the music when they do it right. Um, is is fantastic, and obviously, as you said at the beginning of this episode, it's uh, in some cases Emmy winning. Um, it's I don't know. It's it there's there's it's the songs, and then like for example with the Future Armor, 
with, with Futurama. With Futurama, a lot of the things, because a lot of them have studied like maths and stuff in university, so the maths, what they have in the background, is all right. It's, it's all, yes, it's it, perfect. It's all perfect maths, and it all makes sense. And I think they actually, they, I can't, I can't remember. What, I think it's a Globetrotter episode. They actually proved a theory in an episode as a gag, and then yeah. it just turned out it's true. Um, but it, it, it so is the little things in, in, in Simpsons what really brings it together as, as you know, as, as a memorable show or what it is really. Well, and Futurama shared a lot of the music department with the Simpsons as well. Grain yeah. and made sure and. They themselves have had some classic uh, tunes as well. Not to the sheer magnitude of the Simpsons, but definitely the Robot Hell song is one that yeah. sticks out to me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, after this great um, you know, beer-swigging shanty there, um, we have Patrick Stewart now, the exalted one, saying, you know, it's the club's 1500th anniversary, and as a way of celebrating this, we're having ribs. And they'll whip the ribs out there. And um, now this, folks, this is my absolute favourite moment of the episode. Uh Uh-oh, I need a bib. If I slap any on my shirt, I could lose the respect of my beloved brethren. So let us rejoice and enjoy our meal in the shadow of the hallowed, sacred parchment. Huh? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Lenny. This is terrible. This is just appalling and outrageous. What? Did I miss something? Oh, oh God! Oh, Harlan, no! Outrageous! You can't do that! No! You really are stupid. Homer's been respectful, you know. Oh, you know, I don't want to lose the respect of my brethren. I don't want to slop sauce on my nice gown here. And um, while he's thinking of something to cover himself up with, um, Stuart goes, Now, whilst you tuck into your meal, we will look upon the sacred parchment. And it's gone, Cal. But where's it gone? Uh, Homer's using it as a bib. And with disgust of everybody. Uh, Stunned in silence. There, he, he, people keep on trying to tell him. Um, he starts, like, wiping his face and such like that, uh, which is destroying the parchment even more, which is pissing him off even more, which in turn is making Homer destroy the parchment. He blows his nose. <laughs> a nice comical <laughs> nose sound. And I just like hearing the... Um, it's like um, you know, in South Park, and I always really love this in any kind of comedy or sitcom. What they call like rabble, rabble. You know, when you get just get the crowd noises. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear little odd bits here and there. You just get to hear Mo screaming. You get to hear Crossy go as he rubs his face, and um, just Carl um, putting a knot on it with "You really are stupid, ain't you?" (laughs) And like a bit before that, you get to hear Stuart. You know, saying this is a uh, preposterous and uh, you know irresponsible and oh it's, yeah, uh, my absolute favourite scene there, Cal. So after Homer's desecrated the parchment, there he's been forced to burn all his kit and the stone cutter underwear as well. Uh, do, you, do you get the reference, Cal? Yeah, it's it's of course I get the reference. You fucking uncultured swine. Um, it's it's Indiana Jones. Is it? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Your silence there made me go, wait, is <laughs> it? Are you sure? Now, my, my thoughts are, is it is it because it's a stonecutter's underwear what's burning it, or is it because Homer's been wearing them? And you think about his farts and I'm stuff I'm sure like it's that? Homer's been wearing them. Yeah. 
I'm sure a 14 year old Tiger burnt his trousers. You know, all the millions of potential kids would scream oh, as well. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're switching roles now, folks. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say anything like that. You fucking cretin! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you need. I'm, ti- I'm No, I'm timing you out. I'm sorry. Okay. No, don't speak for a bit. So on uh, the the first episode of Futurama, um, now what happens after this? So Homer then uh, begs and pleads to be uh, kept into in the into the secret society, um, but in frustration, uh, bangs his head on his fist on on the parchment, destroying it even more. Um, which infuriates them even more. They want more uh, punishment for for good old Homer, to which they have the stone of shame, and he must walk home naked. But Tyler, as he's dragging this rock out of the out of the uh, clubhouse, what happens? <gasps> You're not out of time. Yeah, out of what is the time? It is all right now. Go on. What happens? <laughs> I'm out the sending. Yeah, Hibbert spots the mark. And um, yeah, it's a birthmark exactly like the stonecutter symbol, and everyone bows and Homer's confused. And you know, Patrick Stewart says, "You know, you were the chosen one that the prophecy foretold of. You'll lead us to glory. You know, once again after these decades and thousands of years, uh, remove the stone of shame." And you know, the stone of shame's gone. One of the classic gags from this as well. And put on the stone of triumph, and it's an even bigger boulder, <laughs> and they completely fucked him over. And there's all go to rush off, like Homer just quickly dragging so he can just get initiated again. And yeah, what a great end uh, act to end on. Now into the final act, um, and we have uh, uh, we have Homer, um, you know, walking out in his lovely gear now. And apparently, this is a reference to uh, the Last Emperor, like a biopic kind of film where they talk about. The youngest and the final emperor of the, you know, the Chinese kingdom. There's four-year-old, and he even sort of walks like a toddler out, and he gets to see his gaze in public, Cal. Which leads to my favourite scene. <laughs> wow, note, don't overdo this. <laughs> uh, where, much like a small child, Homer pre-warns himself first and says, alright, you know, don't take the piss with this. And he walks off, and they all stand up, and he walks back on, and he walks back off, and he walks back on. And he goes, hee, hoo, hee, hoo, hee, hoo. Very much like in the uh, Australian episode where he keeps on flicking between America yeah. Australia, America, Australia but then he's got punched in the face um, I don't know, Dad just gave me a giggle it's my, it's probably my favourite part uh, favourite scene of the episode, other than obviously the song um, well it's the discipline of the um, of his um, beloved public as well just yeah. just how quick they can just go onto the ground to praise him yeah definitely I think it's the animation as well when he's walking through the curtains and how oh it's beautiful yeah because it's just draped over as he reveals himself yeah it's fantastic Homer's now back at home he's still in his garb and we see oh before we actually see him on the couch in his pants we see this renaissance painter there painting him as this you know chosen leader with a great beam of light splitting through the clouds as you know his audience watches on and 
really he's just there in his pants with a pint in his hand um i do remember um seeing this one meme and this renaissance painter is uh your mum and then homer is uh me captioned like no matter what you may be an absolute fat slob of a failure but your mum's always going to think of you as like one of the greatest things there's very apt to love it this is where we have homer um believe in his role believe in his own hype as you might say you know he questions if there was ever a god and it turns out there was it's me and marge isn't putting up with it you're not a god and lisa starts you know starting to warn him you know you know glory is fleeting oh so beware the ides of march no like this is me whenever i have to deal with any of these uptight troglodytes on twitter and that and i'm sure you do i mean i'm sure everyone deals with it in real life like someone bringing down your vibe and you're just like no it's not gonna happen stop it now and even gets Bart to carry her off as um, his lackey there. Gives him a little salute. Lisa's out of the way. Have you dealt with a lot of this? Uh, have you dealt with anyone like Lisa in Homer's position? Dude, I've got I've got three siblings, man. This is like my childhood. Oh, yes, the real pain. Yeah. You know, you, you when if, if if I don't know, you just I you I don't know. I know you you've not got you're an only child, so you know you're not loved yes. and stuff and 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 whatever. Um, and you're a bit of a you're a bit of a brat growing up. I'm assuming. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't know he did like <laughs> dig there, uh, Disney. Um, yeah. See, I've I've been on both ends where it's just kind of like you got to be kind of be the bearer of the bad news. And you just like, oh yeah, sorry. And you're just like, no, don't listen to it. Well, uh, don't kill my mood, man. Just fuck off. Um, or when you just wake up, you just think, eh, I'm just gonna. I just feel like ruining someone's day today and just, I don't know, just throwing a bat at your sister or something <laughs> like that. It, it works both ways, really. Like, be, especially being a middle child, I'm like... Yeah. And and the fact that I... Because I'm one of four, I have to share the title of the middle child. I can't even have that, man. Like, nah. it's... I don't know. It's it, you, you just got to wake up sometimes and just think, yeah, fit that person. Just gonna piss him off all day. Remember, Dad, all glory is fleeting. So? Beware the Ides of March. No. Dad, I know you think you're happy now, but it's not gonna last forever. Everything lasts forever. Don't you see? Getting what you want all the time will ultimately leave you unfulfilled and joyless. Remove the girl. Dad, you're not with your stonecutters now. There are no lackeys around to carry out your every. So Homer's um, literally getting special treatment from all uh, the other members of the stonecutters there. That's bowling a perfect game with the help of a gun. Um, you know, uh, perfect break in snooker there and jigging with the table. And then they're even turning their hands over um, when they're playing poker there. And Homer's seen through it and he goes, oh, you're making me win now. But they all deny him because, well, they have to. He goes, oh, well, I'm not perfect. And they can't admit that. So just worrying, looking round. <laughs> and they just sweat. And just mode... Uh, Run, <laughs> run from your problems, and they all scatter. Skinner, um, we get to see Lisa in school now. She kept saying, uh, uh, Homer, like, oh, you know, you'll have no fulfillment left. So Skinner comes in and says, oh, the chosen one wants a word with you. Dismisses the class, and um, as soon as Homer comes in, he's straight on the floor, like <laughs> kissing his feet. And did you see him shuffle out? Yeah, the a little shuffle. <laughs> Essentially, Homer feels so empty because. And isolated because you know, you know nothing's really uh, fulfilling him. You know it's just drinking and that he's not actually helping anyone. He doesn't get 
uh, any enjoyment out of it. So he decides to do charitable causes. Well, I mean, before that, he was going to, you know, <laughs> dress a bunch of monkeys up and... Um, to reenact re the American Civil, Civil War. See, there's a, there's a, there's a small little jo uh, joke in this but I did quite like uh, when he went, I'm not alone, 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 alone. <laughs> You get Tira's echo, but I mean, it could hurt the monkeys with the civil war, but unless the monkeys actually started um, hurting people, then <laughs> it definitely would. And we get that gets foreshadowed as well, doesn't it? It does, yeah. It's, I think it's just it's Homer at his best, where he's got ultimate power. He just doesn't really know what to do with it, so he just he wants to do something stupid and then tries doing for the greater good, which still doesn't really help much. Well, what does he get to do, um, you know, because he wants to make the world a better place and do charitable things. Uh, can you walk us through the examples of what he, he can do with the community, Cal? He opens up a daycare centre, which I don't... I, see, I always, I always, I'm always unsure about this bit, whether or not it's the actual building or just open a new one, which looks like the original. Uh, yeah. uh, the clubhouse and stuff. Um, they... Well, which which obviously where where Barney's in it and he's, he's carrying it, Homer's uh, on the seesaw with about fifteen kids on the other side, and it, yeah. they can't. Block, Mo goes they down the slide. Oh, oh, for the love of God! Somebody get the joys of life. Bro gets fucking horrifically hurt in a in a in a slide, and then someone get the jaws of life. <laughs> God. And then good old Monty uh, is push, trying to push a kid on a uh, swing. Higher! Higher! Oh, I'll give you higher, my filthy little urchin. Oh. You've won this round. And then keeps on getting fucking battered by him. Um, <laughs> then they paint the building. Is that the next one? Yes. Yeah. Get the graffiti off. And this is one I always remember as well. And I remember the first I the first first time I watched this episode, I was just like, that's really weird. The building is blue. And the sky is blue as well. <laughs> as, as an innocent twenty two year old man. Like, what can I say? No, um and then obviously uh a potentially art in the sky crashes into the building. <laughs> which it goes away. zero to a hundred. But the the good thing about this, which you might have missed as well, um, is all progressively all the all the members of the stone cutters are getting more and more pissed off whilst they're doing the acts and, and such like that. So when they're painting, they're mm. all quite angry. Looking. You don't see them smiling, do you? What happens is the rest of them are fed up of Homer ruining their fun times and just getting pissed and uh, and playing ping pong and stuff. Um, they call some of the elders from from the other. Uh, departments which were I don't I, I, I'm assuming the famous Americans uh, most of them obviously yes. I know George Bush uh, do you know who the first guy was because I didn't know until I got no he's Orville Redenbacher um, he's a popcorn magnate right I don't I don't know who that is <laughs> never heard of him in my life um, I don't know if it's before our time or if it's just because we're not it's more of America. No, he's, um, you know, like, butter-kissed popcorn? He oh, made right. an equivalent of that in America. Right, okay. That's literally... He's just a guy who made popcorn and oh. made millions from it. That's fine. Fair enough. Uh, and then it, there's somebody else as well. Uh, Jack Nicholson, which yes. only 
knew for about uh, two years before this because I can never tell because you wouldn't be able to recognise that as Jack Nicholson. No sort of defined features on him. It's kind of it's a scowl in the voice. I think they've they've kind of done it where the voice does it. Yeah, yeah I think they've just they've done it close enough, but yet far enough so they didn't get sued. Ah, uh, maybe it is that. Yeah. Uh, and then George Bush is there, is there another one as well? Uh, Mr. T. Mr. T. Yeah. Of course. Uh, and uh, H.W. You know he's disagreeing. You know I don't think we should kill him. Maybe we can do something to his voice box. Now is he? Is this after when the Bush is moving across? No, the this street? is before. Right. And, oh, okay. what an episode that is! Because that's uh, one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, that is a good episode. They they realize. Um, Number, number one realizes they can't, they wouldn't be able to do anything to Homer, and they'll have to, they'll be ruining his life as long as the stonecutters. To which Mo cleverly points out, "But maybe we don't want to be stonecutters no more." I now call to order the first meeting of the ancient mystic society of No Homers. Yay! Hey fellas, can I join? Sorry, No Homers. <laughs> And it's the start of uh, the prestigious No Homers Club there. It's essentially the same uniforms, but it's just got Homer's face and a big uh, red cross through it there. And Homer, much like he was when he was a young child, he says, Guys, can I join? Sorry, No Homers. And uh, Homer Gumpit there reappears <laughs> through, the, through virtually the same window as well. The thing what really, I, I, it didn't really annoy me. It always gives me, I always used to give me anxiety, but, not anxiety, but you know what I mean. Um, but kind of rewatching it now, I notice it. He doesn't bang really hard on the glass. He just kind of taps it because he doesn't want to break it. Mm. <laughs> it's really subtle. I, I just, he always used to like freak me out because I'm like, oh, it's going to break the glass. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Homer, you know, I mean, he's alone again, but he's not completely alone. You know, he's got the... Um... He's got the lupus monkeys, and you get to see him. Great design as well. I mean, very realistic monkeys and like great um, um, southern Civil War suits they're wearing. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, recreate the Battle of Gettysburg. And it's just these monkeys having a pint. <laughs> it's a very chilled atmosphere. Definitely. This is how they're all spaced out, and then Marge comes. And I always imagine at this point, he's probably stayed there for about two, three weeks. He just goes every Wednesday. Oh, and definitely. Just, yeah. Just tries this out till Marge has got fed up and goes, "Look, you can't spend all your time here. You're part of a five-member crew. We've only two of the members have got special rings." To which, oh yeah, I always wanted these rings when I was younger. Just a weird little. You know, you are a member of a very exclusive club. The Black Panthers. No, the family Simpson, which has just five members. And only two of those members have special rings. Yeah! I meant our wedding rings! I love the sound off yeah. it and how excited Bart and Lisa get. I mean, our wedding rings. And you get the obviously disappointed look as yeah. they stop blowing as well. And I guess that's how we end the episode. Apart from, even with the Simpsons family, you got to have a hazing situation. Homer's... Getting his ass beat right in front of the TV by Bart. And then it's going to be Lisa's turn. And that is uh, how we end. I mean, uh, did you enjoy getting it wrapped up with a little sentimental 
uh, line here from Marge, or what, what did you think? Oh yeah, I think it, it, it's a it's a nice little send off really because it kind of wraps up how great this episode is. It's kind of you think she's just going to shut him up and say what the hell are you doing, but no, misdirect. It's it's all a ploy to so Lisa can spank her daddy and get a year years worth of kink problems uh, many later year. Yeah, I made it weird. I'm what. <sighs> Um, you're right yeah <laughs> write your shit buzzfeed article about that let's get these clicks going um but yeah it's it's such a fantastic episode um it's it's one of the most well-known ones it's funny it's, it's quotable um the song's fantastic we get an, uh, not an extended version but we get a, a more operatic version um over over the credits um, it's. I'll be honest, Tyler. I've had a really good time with this episode. I thought it was fantastic. Um, in regards to ratings and such like that, it's it's definitely. It's obviously, it's got to be a five out of five. If I'm honest, five out of five. Uh, 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 I I don't know. Uh, f- five out of five. Monkey reenactments of historical wars. I don't know. I'm, I'm... Ah, classic. Yes. <laughs> ah. Just the Re- struggle of doing that. Battle of Gettysburg. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for myself, I mean, we don't have to say much Wait. else, folks. So... Five out of five random societies, grandpas, the principal or whatever of, I don't know. Overall, fans of the show, you choose. For myself, I mean, I don't have to say anything else more. There's perfect jokes there, great character design, an amazing song that's one of the best in TV, let alone the series itself. Um, Very expertly paced there. Um, Yeah, a great beginning, middle and end. All the acts are seamless there, nothing sags. Um, And for that reason, I'm also going to give it five out of five Homer Revengelists. Okay, we're going to pull on that random episode generator and see what pops out next. Get ready to sell some criminally funded pretzels, or better yet, we can call them whitey whackers. Yes, we're going to season 8 with the twisted world of Marge Simpson. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a 5 star written review on iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Uncle Most Family Feedback Podcast, and the same on Twitter as well, at TylerTMC or search Uncle Mo's Family Feedback Podcast. Take care, folks. Come to Uncle Mo's for family fun. It's good, 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 good. Mmm, sounds good.